0: Today, the world is demanding more of products and packaging. They need to meet consumer demands, be sustainable, and travel through different channels. Simply put, companies that make things need to respond faster than ever to change. So let's go beyond the shelf to understand how industry leaders in food and beverage, beauty, CPG, industrials, and more are driving innovation in their products and packaging. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Shelf, live at Pack Expo Las Vegas 2023. Uh, I'm Laura Fodi I'm thrilled to be joined today by a longtime leader in packaging, Tom Preston, who is also my colleague at SpecRite. Tom, say hello. Hello, everyone. So we have an exciting episode. I've known Tom for almost, I realize I've known you for almost five years now, yeah. which is crazy. It's a good bit of time. And... You know, you told me at the show that this is what number time at Pack Expo for you?
1: Well, I've been going to Pack Expos for almost 30 years. 30 first, years. It was in 1994.
0: The, you first went to Pack Expo in 1994. Do you yeah. know what I was doing in 1994? I don't know. I was four years old. So you, you've been coming to Pack Expo for almost a lifetime.
1: You know, it doesn't feel like it, though because the show isn't the same as it was in 1994, and each time you see people from prior shows where you meet new people that have entered the industry and the energy always personally it's a big it's a rush i come out away from this show with a whole set of new ideas sometimes even a little rejuvenated hope in we're actually solving bigger problems like sustainability And we're embracing new technologies like AI. So it doesn't feel like a lifetime.
0: Yeah. I just think what a perspective you must have, because this is my fourth pack expo. And I've seen such an evolution and maturity in the industry, which is exciting. When you first started, what was the show like?
1: So back then, it was only in Chicago and, and every other year. So there was always a lot of attention on novelty, things that were being brought because we weren't all going to meet as an industry again for another two years. So where today the the focus might be more on equipment and, and, you know, just in a different area, that innovation was always a big part. That's being said, the innovation that you're seeing here are around these industry common themes. We're all trying to improve our capabilities to deliver on sustainability goals or enhance reporting or employing AI in places that it makes sense to. And then in our space, we're always looking at where's that data going to be able to fit all of these big picture so that we can help the teams from doing silly things again and again and liberate them to do their higher purpose job or explore the new wave of innovation.
0: You've also had a, a very storied career across multiple industries. You were at Avon and and some food companies. Can you talk a little bit about as you were coming to Pack Expo some of the companies that you were working with, and then that what lens did that give you at the event?
1: Oh, sure, absolutely. So, as a young engineer in the food industry at Kraft and then Best Foods, that became part of Unilever, you're looking at the the novelty for converging converting technologies and where can I apply that? Because back then there was, that wasn't the search capability that you have today where everything's at your fingertips. You had to actively have a conversation, really dig into well, what's driving that, where can I apply that for my brand, let be it Jello or Hellman's mayonnaise? So you were the ambassador of technology to your marketing teams who were struggling to maintain their position and their dominance or their leadership in the category or they were looking for the new idea that would take them into white space and really kind of rejuvenate their brand or their shelf presence.
0: Yeah, and how was that different as you transitioned to Avon and started getting on the R&D side of things? How did that change your perspective?
1: Sure, so then it became a a lot more about the, particularly in, in the beauty industry, the package is much more part of your experience. So you're using something to apply uh, the the product too a part of you and your your fo- you have much more of a dual focus that product and package and the and the consumer experience where is that not where can we apply and elevate that experience with decoration for the actual devices componentry?
0: yeah and that's something i i really when i joined specray i had really limited exposure to the packaging industry funny enough my hometown of downtown pennsylvania was a huge paper mill area. And there's actually tons of packaging companies. But growing up, I it wasn't like I was, you know, I was surrounded by it, but I didn't know about it. And then one thing I learned from you early on was the packaging is the product in this day and age. And there's all kinds of packaging, you know, there's primary, secondary, tertiary, and there's all these different systems. And each of them has to fit together to, you know, get the product to market. And and like you said, in certain industries, food, beauty, the packaging is such an important part of the product to the consumer. What were some of the major innovations that you witnessed over
1: the years? Sure. So a big and easy one is the evolution of biopolymers. And then that transition into, well, that's great that we're creating new things that are natural, but what about all the petroleum waste? So the improvement and the adaptation of the existing converting systems and handling of parts thereafter to handle the nuance or the eccentricities with recycled content. Big one. And of course it that's a that's a, a pillar under the ladder of a focus on sustainability. The equipment that's using less energy that is saving people's time. So there is, those are the, some of the big ones. The other area is it, with ecom, is how we go from a prescribed model that goes through a truck to a store shelf. Well, my unit that's going to a consumer is widely variable. And I've watched the equipment change to meet that need. I don't know what's coming, but I need a flexible system to cut a carton down to size or to unitize these loads in a different way for that end unit that's going to be consumer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the industry continues to change and I think we're still seeing material innovation and um, certainly, sure. you know, it's funny, I walked by a machine and I think I almost lost my hearing. You know, I'm like, wow, these things are running here. What are some of the innovations you've seen on the equipment side of the business? Because that's certainly always a focus at Pack Expo.
1: Sure. So a lot, some of the areas that, you know, I've seen are the the handling of individual components of robotics has come in and taken away what used to be allowable scrap in from a individual unit that then became a bigger part of a scrap problem on a a factory floor. The machinery makers have really paid attention to that. And some of that's even in the pouring process, the scrap is then going back into brand new cups in a plastic thermic forming line and the lights. that's some of the areas that are really impressive to me because it's a holistic thought process. I'm not just trying to produce more cups faster. I'm actually trying to do it with less waste and a resource-mindedness.
0: Yeah. One of the exciting things for me is four years ago when I started coming to the show with Spec right, people would come by the booth and say, What do you what do you do? And I said, Oh, you know, we're a specification management software. We get all your data in one place. And it would it would take about 10 questions. You know, of of me asking them how they're doing it to kind of get to like that this was a problem. What I noticed this year is when we, you know, when people came to the booth and I asked them, "Hey, what's your biggest problem?" They were like, "Our spec data is all over the place." Why do you think there's so much more awareness of the specification data management problem in the packaging industry now that we didn't see four years ago, ten years ago, twenty years sure.
1: ago? I'll leave it as two prong, but there's probably another one in there too. But consumer is driving. A, a reaction or a need to do it better. No one's, everyone's throwing out their packaging and it's very visible and it goes to curbside and it prompts the question as the consumer, why do we need all of this? And the other part is regulations. EPR calculation is forcing producers to really think very choicefully about how much material I need to get my package and deliver on that experience to the consumer and they're they're choicefully cutting through that. So those are, I think, two of the big areas
0: of change. Mm-hmm. What really excites me is the opportunity and the the elevation of the role of packaging today. That maybe wasn't there when you started your career. So what I've noticed, and you know, I was teasing you earlier. You know, I was like, I love that you got your MBA. I love that you went to MSU undergrad. You know, go green. Uh, You study packaging, you've been on the engineering side of the business, you've you've kind of been on the business side of the business. And the thing that I love the most is seeing packaging engineers really becoming a strategic part of the organization. So what what do I mean by that? We had someone come by the booth and I was talking to him about, hey, like if you're managing your your spec data and spec, right, and it's digitized, you can do all this dynamic reporting. And I was showing him, I'm like, you could do this. And he goes, oh, I wouldn't do this. I'm like, why not? right? Like, sure, that's, you know, well, I mean, they are training the students to do this at an MSU Absolutely. now, right? So, can you talk a little bit about the skill sets that packaging engineers maybe, you know, relied on years oh, ago and, and where you see, you know, I know you're a professor as well, like, where do you see the industry going? What are the skills you think the next generation
1: needs? Would love your thoughts on that. Sure. So, yeah, and yeah this was a, a while ago that I started, but you you built up your expertise iteratively. You went to a production plant. You learned from the the folks on the floor how things worked and what things gave them fits. And that became part of your design criteria to design those out because that's waste, that's inefficiency. And you also switched brands. You switched, so you got a perspective of, well, I did this for the Jell-O brand, I did this for the Hellman's, there's some similarity in that in that consumer application, and so you learn that that consumer element of it. Today, that's it. a lot of that meets the students in the classroom, so they're already coming out with a good bit of that. So the experiential uh, understanding and a lot of what they they consume in social media reinforces that. So they're 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 already curious in that in that, in that way. What's what's lagging is their ability to Take what they have in their personal lives, instant access to data, quick questions asked and answered isn't always available in the systems that they have or the tribal knowledge because teams have cut down or they're focused in in siloed areas. So as a professor, my big focus to the students outside of supply chain knowledge is leverage the tools, be curious about what other industries or peer Functions are doing that you can learn from and apply because whether you're in a packaging function that's connecting R and D teams or marketing teams as you're launching projects, it's it's a it's almost like a it's a different type of value chain, and you can call it the entire value chain for the product, the supply chain that delivers, or the innovation steps you know, or a chain of events. You're always connected, and that data helps move through move through those links in the chain faster
0: yeah and i think you know it seems like packaging plays such an important part of a supply chain organization and you know what i've learned just through conversations with matthew and you is you know maybe 10 20 years ago packaging was last in line you know aren't you know marketing would come up with the insight r and d would go figure out if they could do it you know, they would then see if they could commercialize it, procure it. And then, you know, as soon as it was ready to go, they'd be like, put it in, you know, package it. Right. And I think that's that has has that changed? How have you seen the role of packaging change? And then how has that come through in Pack Expo where people are kind of exhibiting around this? We'll be right back. Imagine a world without waste. Imagine if you can make products and packaging right every time. It's possible with the help of Specright the first cloud-based platform for specification data management. You can track and report on material usage year over year, run LCAs with a click of a button, and comply with new packaging regulations like EPR and the UK Plastics Tax. Go to specwrite.com backslash sustainability to learn more. Now back to the show.
1: Sure, so answering the first half of that question, when I when we all started, myself and my peers, A lot of leaders in supply chain and R&D were food scientists or chemists or finance roles. A lot of my peers that have graduated from Kraft and from Unilever are running the R&D organization or they're running the supply chain. And it's it's a little bit self-evident to someone who grew up that way. We were on the ground floor. We learned where inefficiencies resided. So that helped you become a better supply chain person. We learned because we were always in the marketing insights and spending time at pack expos. So we learned about what the consumer experience translated in from converting converting technologies to, could be. So we learned that part. So we excelled in the overall management of an, of a innovation process. So it kind of falls into place for me, maybe not for everyone, but that's fine. The, where does it translate here? The the companies that have are leaders in their space have recognized this a long time. So you're not having an individual discussion or transactional discussion about a purchase of a piece of equipment or this type of material for singular use. They're really crafting that message about where it fits. It's my it's part. This is part of your sustainability story. This is about your about your operational efficiency. This is about understanding where your inefficiencies are, or so we can. Cost saver optimize.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite memory from any pack expo that you've been
1: to? So, I would go back to early 2000s. The, the folks that you grew up in corporate America tend to become almost like your your, your family because you're all growing into your roles the first time. Well, the whole bunch of us from Craft Foods had left, but we all had collected at, and it was at Harry Carey's, uh for dinner on uh, the first night. And we had one person from Pepsi, one person who had gone to Mars, someone else went to Clorall. I had gone onto to a, a packaging uh, supplier. But we all sat around the table, and we commented on this is what's different, and that that diversity of what we started from, all working in the same place, a few cub few cubicles down the hall from each other has has grown into wow, we've all done vastly different things. It was fun. It was a different level of learning from peers that we all learned from because we were growing together. Now they were doing different things. So it was another level of learning. And that's really what we always see here is you're learning from somebody, learning from a customer that is teaching you about their challenges and problems. You're learning from one of the solution providers that's here. Last night was what at the Cal Poly alumni event. I learned from young engineers what, they like about what they're doing and where they want to go next and that's exciting as well i
0: love that especially thinking about when you talked about sitting at the table with all your peers who had gone on in different companies does it remind you of the scope of impact that you are are having because if you're if you're working for craft and pet, you're touching products that everyone's using and interacting with does that reinforce your sense of purpose and mission in the industry
1: absolutely you're you're solving a problem that is a business problem but at the end of the day the business doesn't exist unless you're delivering to the consumer or or maybe half, half step back your customer because amazon is changing things walmart has been changing things with their sustain with their uh projects yeah their sustainability goals javi does the same as they work with their partners so but it's all to the a consumer you're solving a problem that's environmental regulatory or truly consumer behavior.
0: Yeah. And you know, one thing that I've really appreciated about pack Expos, the first time I came here, I, you know, I thought I knew no one. It's a, it's a big show. I think there's tens of thousands of people here. I think this is like a 30,000 person show. All Chicago's right. even bigger. I thought to myself, I've never been the packaging industry. There's no way I know anybody. My first show, one of my childhood family friends was there Mr. Sean friend she actually stopped by and saw me today and I'm like oh my gosh I remember being in Cape May New Jersey with him and his kids boogie boarding and he worked at Nabisco at the time he's like guys we have something new he's a packaging engineer, and he he had the Oreos the first one that was being tested where you could peel the top All right yep and we're sitting in the sand in Cape May eating these Oreos and like i now I appreciate that so much more because I understand packaging, mm-hmm. but it also makes me realize like it, packaging is just all around us. And now on my fourth year, I've run into so many people I know at different companies, you know, people who are spec our customers, people we've talked to in the past. And it is a very unique industry in terms of those relationships. There's no other industry I found where people have that level of camaraderie. And I know that you feel, that way. I mean, when I walk shows with you, we can't go more than an aisle before you see 10 people, you know, you know, why do you think that is so unique to packaging?
1: I, I can't, there isn't really one reason. One of it, but part of it is that where we, where we all started from, we were, we were last in line and we've, we've, we've politely it pulled our way forward to be part of the discussion, and then with bigger issues of sustainability and the like. Now we're we're leading a lot of the conversation, or we're part of that lead in the because we're we're contributing to the the decision making criteria. The other thing is you have a, a really good focus from the from academia to build in the curriculum groups that and I remember. Learning from Bruce Hart, you're going to work together, so we're going to practice that at once you leave the MSU, so we're going to practice that now in class. And that doesn't leave, because you realize in that in that academic session that, okay, you're relying upon other people, you can't do it by yourself. And then, from examples we've discussed today, you're always learning from your peers, whether they're not, whether you haven't met them yet, but they're just part of an industry. Peer or the peers that you've worked with along the way.
0: Yeah. You know, this Pack Expo is really special to me because we've launched some really exciting things. So, SpecRate Network is really taking a front stage view, and that is the ability for suppliers who have digitized their data on SpecRate to share their specs and data digitally with other customers. Again, on SpecRate, no more emails, no more spreadsheets. I think that's going to transform the industry. You know, we were talking to Corey Connors and Adam Peake and Avilio about this, you know, they're on, some of them are on the supplier side and they see the need for a different way of doing business. The second one that I'm really excited about is we launched our first brand video at Spec Right, titled Spec Right versus Spec Wrong. Mm-hmm. And it tells the story of a fictional company, Margarita Manufacturing. They're trying to get a triple decker pizza to market. It's got to get to market fast. It's got to be sustainable. And it shows. You know, Blake, the the new head of operations, trying to go through the organization and talk to everyone to, to do this. And he realizes he has a data problem. And then I won't spoil the ending, but, you know, the, the packaging person plays a key role in his journey. And and I would argue becomes the hero at the end. You know, you've, you've seen the video. I'd love your initial reactions as someone who's who's been on who's been the user. Right. You've been the packaging person, you know, what
1: mean to you. So you brought up a lot of yeah <laughs> past behaviors that, uh, thankfully, some people have left behind. The thing for me that is was resonated is yes, we're we're all heroes in this instance. Uh, but the, the packaging engineer is the hero because the the solution was there and someone had to go out and find it with what we're. Going back to the SpecRec network and really what everyone's focusing on is in elevating the, the discussions and making them data driven, you're now getting there faster. So I it's there, there's a there's a message of hope there is hey, wherever you are in this the the trail or the journey that you watch unfold in there, there's hope at the end. It's yeah. Kind of like,
0: well what's funny now that I'm thinking about it we actually met because of someone I met at Pack Expo. So the irony is like we're sitting here today because (laughs) of someone I randomly talked to at Pack Expo years ago. Tom, you know, why did you join SpecRite? Because, you know, you really had been on the, the packaging side of things. You know, what made you want to join the company? And then can you talk about how that's changed your perspective of packaging? Oh, sure.
1: So having been part of packaging teams, having run teams at Avon or led teams, let's say it that way. The set, putting people to the task of writing specifications and systems that were neglected or were purpose built, but times evolved. It was, it's a, it's a, it was a chore. It was we I jokingly said I uh, uh, sending some, someone to write a spec was like putting them in the penalty box on a Friday morning. And that's no fun to do as a leader of a group or a leader of a fun, whatever you're leading. It's, it's just not fun. So, when I met with Matthew and the team that was at, at a PAC Expo, ironically, and I scratched my head, I'm like, I think they've got it right. And then, as one conversation led to another, I became very impassioned about wait a minute, I see where this can fit and I can bring a perspective to a team that was. Absolutely. And of course, you are a great salesperson. Come on, join us. The, you're passionate about, we're going to grow this. We're going to change the way the people think about this. And you've done a great job of getting our message out. The rest of us have all done a good job of making it specific to customers, talking about my space and then the CS team and Bree and everyone has done a great job of delivering on that expectation. So, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Here's what we think we can do when we do it, then we can change the world again. That's where I'm hopeful where we're going next. Supplier so network will change will change the discussions that we're having today in a very, very in a great way from a, an efficiency point of view, but also speed to a decision. No one no more wasting time, no more mining emails to try and find things. It's all right there. Yeah
0: you know, reflecting on our conversation here, and, and I want to let you go, because I know you have to get back to seeing everybody at the show. It's clear to me that you're such a lifelong learner. And, you know, throughout, no matter how many Pack expos you've been to, you, you're still learning things. And I really admire that about you, because it's Thank been so fun. You know, you had never work, really worked at a software company before spec, right? And it's been such a joy seeing you bring your expertise to customers, develop this, really strong technology expertise to pair with your packaging expertise and i love seeing you in action i i continue to learn so much from you you know we we did so much work around the modernization of cosmetics regulation act Mm -hmm. recently and and really we were one of the first companies to do a webinar on it because you sent me a text message you're like laura you need to know what this is and i always appreciate how you just have your ear to the ground in this industry You know, no matter how long you've been doing it, you approach it with the same curiosity and passion. And I'm just really grateful that you continue to mentor people like myself and and help pull us into the industry. It means a lot.
1: Well, thank you. I think that you're very gracious. I appreciate it. But it's easy to do when people like yourself, passion driven, smart and understand what, what we're really trying to solve and bring it to a language that different people can understand. Packaging engineer all quality manager, a head of, our, of R&D or supply chain, see things in different ways. And there's different touch points, but thankful, thankful to you and your team for giving us the ability to craft that message. But the the culture around, not just at SpecRite, but around the industry is we're solving a big problem. And that's that's motivating in and of itself. Yeah.
0: I think we're gonna continue to see more technology in terms of software come into Pack Expo in the future. I'm very excited. You know, I it needs to be an ecosystem. Remind me what number pack exposes for you?
1: I did the nut. I think that's about 16 of them.
0: Wow, 16! I would love to hear from you. You know, drop in the comment how many years you've been coming. I know there's people out there with probably more up there. I just love hearing from folks. Comment your favorite memory. I I love this show. I want to thank you again for taking the time and what a serendipitous moment, right? You never know who you're gonna meet and how it'll change the course of your trajectory. So, so great seeing all of you here, this show. Tom, thank you for joining me today. Thanks
1: for having me.
0: Follow and like us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to leave us a review. Thanks so much. Beyond the Shelf is presented by Specright, the first cloud-based platform for specification management. Say goodbye to spreadsheets, share drives, and legacy systems and digitize your specs in a secure single source of truth. With SpecRight, you can easily share and collaborate on specs with other departments and across your entire supply chain network. Taking a spec-first approach enables you to accelerate product and packaging development, go to bid faster, report on sustainability, and ultimately spend less time chasing data and more time making amazing things. To learn more, visit specwrite.com. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com.